The UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak fears that there may only be a year to prevent artificial intelligence from running out of control. There's never been more need for security online. Smart Tech 247 is one such company that has responded to the increase in threats to consumers, businesses, governments and intercontinental organisations. Smart Tech 247 is a provider of AI-enhanced cybersecurity solutions, providing cover for anyone of a number of those organizations and individuals. It solves three key problems, evolving threat landscape, it solves the key skills gap, and brings together the fragmented solutions that are available around the world. Let's talk now to the chief executive of Smart Tech 247, Raluca Sachano, who's with us now in the studio. Welcome. I'm pleased to be able to speak to you face to face because we last spoke online. Remind us first of all about what it is that you're doing at Smart Tech 247, which I understand is one of the few companies that actually makes a profit out of AI and cybersecurity. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, yes, you're correct. The cybersecurity industry is a very competitive industry and uh, it's very difficult to, to make a profit. We have made uh, a profit uh, consistently over the last five years. We've had year-on-year uh, -year revenue growth. And put simply, SmartTech 247 is a managed detection and response company. We help secure some of the world's largest organizations across industry. Organizations like financial companies, research institutions, banks, uh, manufacturing organizations, and uh, put simply, what we do on a daily basis is we fight cybercrime. We fight, we're on the front lines of cybersecurity. Every single hour of every single day, we fight the cybercriminals. And in cybersecurity, it's a matter of speed as well. You have to be faster than your adversary. That's why we have a platform called VisionX, and the platform is enhanced with AI in order for us to enable us to, to respond to threats faster than ever. And uh, the threat landscape is, is growing in complexity every single day. In the last 12 months, we've seen a lot of cyber attacks. We've seen a lot of data exfiltration. In the next 12 months, we will see even more cyber attacks, even more data exfiltration cases, even more supply chain attacks, and even more complexity. Uh, as I said, you, you, you make a profit. Um, that, as I said, is not actually very common in this business. Why? You'd have thought that at the especially at this early stage where you can almost charge whatever you have to charge in order to help protect these companies and organizations against this sort of a threat. Why is it so hard to turn a profit? That's a very interesting question. And as I said earlier, cybersecurity is a fragmented industry and it's a complex industry as well. It takes a lot of resources to build the cybersecurity capability. Um, similarly to how cybersecurity players operate in the business, if you run a cybersecurity department inside your own organization, it's a very expensive department because you have to manage with people and you have to find the talent, keep the talent, you have to make investments in, in cybersecurity tools as well. So it's a very expensive industry. For cybersecurity organizations, you also have to invest in constant research and development, constant development of tools, keeping up with uh, cyber criminals. And also you have to run a, a good operational model with people to make sure that you, you continuously fight the cybercrime. And it makes it very, very expensive. Mm. When, you, when you get together within other organizations, do you see many other women at your sort of level within other AI and cybersecurity businesses? Unfortunately, I don't. For example, I'm at the Gartner conference this year and I think they're expecting somewhere around 3,000 people at the conference. And when you look around, it's mainly 
uh, men. It's a, it's a male-dominated industry. There's only about 25% of women in cybersecurity. And um, we, as a company, we want to, to of course, uh, grow that number inside the company. We have 40% women inside our company, and we're aiming for 50-50. But it is a very male-dominated industry. And of course, everybody always wants to get the best talent they obviously can. So let's see and hope that there's more promotion of people internally to get the training and so forth. Um, just a little bit more about um, the headline I spoke about AI. Uh, we've got a year before it runs out of control. What's your view of some of these headlines we're getting through about artificial intelligence at the moment? Because it is it's talked about a lot. It's getting a lot of column inches in the press, a lot of coverage in social media where people are picking it up. And I think there's a lot of examples where it's being used to really grave effect uh, for people and it's ruining lives. What's your view on AI and where it's going? Artificial intelligence is a technology that is used for both good and evil. When it comes to cybersecurity, it's mainly used for evil, unfortunately, at the moment. Uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, cyber criminals leveraging, for example, Gen AI tools like ChatGPT to create their own Gen AI tools for crafting better malware or for crafting phishing kits or just for improving their tactics. So, um, for example, earlier this year, there were two tools that were released by a criminal um, gang called Worm GPT and Fraud GPT. And both of these tools were used for malicious purposes. So, for example, uh, Worm GPT can be used to craft uh, very good phishing messages for CEO impersonation for um, trying to scam people out of their uh, money and passwords. And these tools are very, very good. The difference between ChatGPT and WormGPT is that WormGPT does not have any ethical uh, limitations. So you can use it for absolutely anything. As long as you feed it very good data, you can use it for malicious purposes. Not only that, but cyber criminals are also using these tools to create better malware, better ransomware. So for example, specially crafted ransomware code um, for launching an attack against a bank that may have particular um, security technologies in place. So it's used for uh, malicious purposes and for also, uh, also for crafting uh, faster attacks. And, and clearly companies like Smart Tech 247 is working hard to find ways around this to try and ensure that companies remain safe online, obviously. Um, but taking you outside the corporate environment, what can be done globally uh, in terms of the, the, the monitoring, the, the, the policing of all this, does there have to be a globally harmonised legal solution? I can't see a situation where countries, just for example, China and America talking together to try and find a solution around this. So where does it all go? I think it's a very tough challenge and unfortunately I think we're a little bit late for that. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be any solutions that will fix the problem. We are already seeing tools being launched on the dark net uh, using artificial intelligence, using data um, to craft these, uh, these uh, dark solutions and um, governments will have to work together on putting limitations to the use of artificial intelligence. Um, but I, I'm not sure if uh, perhaps it is a bit late for that. Mm. Let's, let's, let's turn on to the, the three areas you, you're, you're talking about trying to, trying to solve the, the issues we spoke about at the top, the, the skills gap, the fragmentation and so forth, uh, and, and start off by talking about the geopolitics and how that's changed and how that's meant companies like Smart Tech 247 are more engaged now trying to find solutions to the 
problems geopolitically. Um, what can you talk to us about in terms of that and the updated, updated messaging that's coming through? Sure. Um, I mentioned earlier on that we are on the front lines of cybersecurity. And when we are on the front lines of cybersecurity, when we're trying to secure organizations, we're mainly securing them from uh, criminal organizations that are trying to steal from them. They're trying to, to get a financial gain. But there's another threat actor that is more dangerous than these criminal organizations, and these are nation states. And nation states have endless resources to craft very good cybersecurity attacks, and they are typically targeting other nation states. Or uh, if they are politically motivated, then there are nation states like North Korea, for example, that are using it to, to their advantage to, to just for money, right? Uh, it's part of their strategy. The problem with the nation states is exactly what I mentioned earlier. They have endless resources to craft really good attacks. Uh, that means that they have skilled people and they have uh, a lot of tools at, at their disposal. Further problem to that is the fact that these attacks then end up on the dark web. Uh, these tools end up on the dark web and they're being weaponized by the other criminal gangs who are financially motivated uh, and then they're used to, uh, to launch attacks against organizations worldwide. So it's a constant battle. It's, it's a very uh, expensive battle to, to fight. You mentioned the skills uh, that are being developed in some of these rogue nations. And we've got to touch on the skills gap that we seem to have over here in the West, particularly. Um, how are we trying to address that? Is that something that Smart Tech 247 does? The global skill shortage is a massive problem for organizations worldwide. And it's a problem for every single uh, cybersecurity organization. And it's a problem for us as well. The way that we're trying to solve that problem is we're trying to attract more talent. We have um, an academy that's called Women in Cybersecurity Academy that we've run a few times over the last three years. It's been a very successful initiative um, that we ran globally and uh, we also run it remotely. And uh, the academy has uh, has allowed us to find more talent and particularly more women that have joined the industry as well. We also partner with top universities uh, in Europe and that allows us to, to find more talent. But we also focus on retaining the talent that we have. So, for example, after we listed the company on the London Stock Exchange, we released share options to everyone in the company as part of our long-term incentive plan. We also have a very good career development plan for the for the. Uh, workforce that we have at the moment and we're looking to attract even more talent so we're looking to expand the the talent that we have you you and i were talking off camera just before we went to this interview and you were saying there's something like three and a half million jobs out there i Correct. believe you were saying in in the market that seems an awful lot of course that's spread over presumably all the nations that had this skills gap what do you think the solution is to that are people not being enticed in this area because there's not the money there? Are they not offering the salaries that match, let's say, development salaries within the IT business? Because developers get paid a lot of money, we all know that. Um, is there not the, the money out there to pay these people? What is it that's not driving them into those jobs? The, the money is certainly not an issue because cybersecurity is such a competitive industry that um, we believe that the people working in cybersecurity are paid well. It's just simply hard to find the talent. Um, and I think cybersecurity has an image problem. Mm. It's often regarded as an industry for just men 
or just yeah. people who are interested in coding. But the reality is that there's room for everyone when it comes to working in cybersecurity. We would love to uh, attract more women in this industry. We'd love to attract more people that are coming from different backgrounds. And uh, I strongly believe in a term called collective intelligence, trying to get as much diversity as we can in cybersecurity in order for us to so solve more complex problems. We need to be talking to schools more often. We need to entice students to, to join the industry a lot more. We need to tell them that it's not an industry for just men. It's not an industry for people who code. It's an industry for everyone. Mm. Just finally, I just want to touch on something you have spoken about in the interview, and that is this idea about fragmentation. We've spoken about it in the context of, of trying to find a, a way to get some sort of global rules underway. How, how are you trying to address this idea of the, the, the fragmentation of the business? It is still relatively new, of course, and people are coming at it from different angles. Trying to harness all that in one big push is difficult, isn't it? It is, and uh, the problem is there's too many security tools out there. Um, the average organization has somewhere around from 70 to 150 mm -hmm. security tools inside their security operations, and, and that's too many tools because it, it, that means there's too many complexities. It's very difficult to manage all these tools. It's very difficult to keep up with the pace of the evolving threat as well when you also have to manage these tools. So what security leaders right now are looking to consolidate. They're looking to have one tool for multiple purposes and they're looking to have one vendor as well that can help them solve multiple cybersecurity challenges. Mm. One final question. Um, Smart Tech 247, where are you going? What's happening for the rest of the year? We've got the last quarter almost upon us uh, in 2023. Um, what are your hopes, your prospects, the long-term plan? What are your uh, best hopes for the business? We have very exciting growth plans. Uh, we are looking to expand through direct uh, sales, but also looking to expand through strategic alliances with uh, top security vendors as well, alliances like Splunk and uh, Google and IBM, Microsoft and so forth. But interestingly, we're also looking at uh, M&A. We're looking at uh, acquiring companies over the next 12 months in order for us to, to reach our expansion goals. We want to expand more into the UK, into the US, but also into uh, APAC as well. Mm. Well, good luck with that. Look forward to hearing from more. Thank you more very much. Comes out. Thanks indeed Thank for joining us. That's Raluca Sachano, the Chief Executive of Smart Tech 247.